Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the official uh, recruiting college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, folks, we're going to be talking about some pretty basic things today. We're going to be going over the NC State-specific uh, version of, you know, what is and is not important or what we learned from Media Day, as well as touching on some of the teams or some of the different ideas that uh, some of the fans gave to me in terms of who the other ACC teams could be uh, as expansion looms on the horizon and as uh, Philip said that there were going to be more teams added soon. So we'll talk about all that more on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, folks, there were, again, a lot of things that we learned about the conference at large, some things that we learned about NC State, and I'm going to run those down for you uh, in order where it's going to be pretty basic. Again, there's going to be some that are like, we expected this, we knew this, it kind of makes sense. And then there are going to be some that are like, really? There are going to be some that will have you scratch your head or a little bit surprised. So let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. The first thing that we learned that I know that most of us knew is uh, I talked to Drake Thomas when he was on the main podium and I said, what does it do for you to have uh, players like Isaiah Moore and like Peyton Wilson uh, to be sharing a linebacking court with them? And that's to be a part of the linebacking court that includes you three. What does it do for your play? And he said that everything we do and every facet of the game is competitive. Uh, they race to the ball. They see who can get there the quickest and all that good stuff. And so, it's, it's beautiful to see that because I'm going to tell you, the way in which competition works, that's one of the things that will make a team great. And how do I explain that? Okay, I look at it like this. To me, it all starts with the big guys running. But at times when you have an entire unit of little guys running or smaller guys running, that's where it gets going. It's a snowball that builds into an avalanche. The way it starts is you see those three running to the ball like bats out of, out of heck and, and, you know, their hairs right? And then the coach is watching the tape. The defensive coordinator, probably Gibson, or the position coach stops the tape and says, okay, now, wait a minute. We run a 3-3-5, so we've got three defensive linemen. We've got three linebackers. We've got five defensive backs. Now, the three linebackers are here running to the ball. And we don't have any defensive linemen there. We only have one defensive lineman there. What's going on there? Defensive backs. Y'all should definitely be at the ball. And that's the type of stuff that happens. And that's, that is the worst case scenario. That's a situation where somebody's not keeping up. The ideal situation is not only are they running to the ball, you turn on the, the defensive coordinator is turning on the tape. The position coaches are turning on the tape and saying, we've got all 11 to the ball. I love to see it. And this was one thing that I learned. Um, one thing that I learned at Cast Tech that I, I will never, ever, ever forget. 
Uh, there was a time where guys were uh, – there were some guys who were slacking off. And so um, our head coach, as well as our defensive coordinator, Jermaine Crowell at the time, um, got into us and he said, everybody, stop what you're doing. Put the ball down. Everybody, get over here. Up, downs. We're going to do up, downs until I feel like y'all are, y'all are ready to give the type of effort that matters. And then after we finished the up, downs, he said, I'll, y'all bring it in. Every time – I have to stop and give you a little pat to get going. Every time we have to stop what we're doing to get going because y'all aren't trying to compete, that means that we've just lost a rep to get better. We've lost time to get in reps to get better on technique. We've lost time for you to see the different things that will come. We've lost that time. And that is, again, why... Isaiah Moore, Peyton Wilson, and Drake Thomas having their competition where they're running to the ball all the time. When you start that in practice, and that goes throughout the team, that reverberates throughout the entire defense. And the when you look at NC State's defense, it's a defense that you can tell that's the case. You can tell that's the case by watching how these guys go at it. And it's it's a beautiful thing to see. Again, it'll never not be great uh, to see. Another thing we learned, I talked to Doran about the fact that, you know, he was uh, starting to get more high profile um, recruits. And, you know, the NC State has historically been known as like if they're going to win, if they're going to be good, it all hinges on player development. And that's um, that's pretty much all that NC State can do, because even then you find the diamonds in the rough and you develop them the best you can, but you'll still have some holes. And so while Doran said that winning Uh, high-caliber battles is a great thing. He also uh, included, and I quote, player development remains the key. The moment I stop developing guys is the moment I get fired as a head coach. Both pieces are important. So that's, again, we talk about NC State. We talk about uh, Thunder and and what he does in the strength conditioning program. We talk about all Gibson and what he does as far as uh, getting the team ready and all that good stuff. The reality is this is all about uh, what this is all about, nothing short of what this team has to be in terms of, yes, getting better players, getting the Larry's and Joes, definitely more important than the X's and O's. But developing those Larry's and Joes are important. Uh, he specifically alluded to, you know, some programs, they go out and get four or five stars and they look exactly the same, play exactly the same as they did uh, when they first walked in three, two, three years later. That's a big problem. And I couldn't agree more. Player development, regardless of the type of recruits that you're getting, is always going to be essential. There's no way to go away from that. And so, you know, those are the two main takeaways that I look at and I say to myself, this NC State team, we knew those things. Those those weren't too big a surprise because obviously in the downhill attacking defense, everybody has to run to the ball. Everybody has to do that and compete. But to see that our linebackers embrace that competition, don't shy away from it, talk about it publicly, enjoy talking about it, enjoy competing with one another is a beautiful thing. It's an absolutely beautiful thing. The all the NFL's all-time leader in sacks, Bruce Smith, has one of the more interesting quotes about playing defense. He said, defense is great because when we get in those third and longs, when we do our job as a team and as a unit, we get to be selfish on that third down, we get to go out and say, I'm going to make this play. This play is my play on third down. 
And so with that being said, again, to see guys willing to do the, the competing that matters on the first two downs and then to get to that those third and longs, we had problems with that last year now. We have problems with things going wrong on third and long, fourth and long last year. This year, everybody gets a year older. We get a little bit of mo- we get a little bit more talent and, and all that as far as the young guys go. I'm I'm thinking we'll get better. And obviously, player development very important, regardless of what team you are, regardless of who you are, outside of maybe two to three programs in the nation. Player development is it. Period. Period. There's not. And again, even with those two to three programs where it's like eh, player development isn't as important, they're not at the level of, per se, in Alabama where, you know, there's just getting the players is not enough. Because there are programs where just getting the players, that's enough. And in the conference you play in, you can get to eight, nine wins. You can do that. But when you look at the teams that are national champions, when you look at the teams that are perennially conference champions, Player development is key. There's there's no way around that. There is no way around that whatsoever. Getting the guys that you want, important. Making those guys better, even more important. And speaking of getting the guys or getting the folks that you want, let's talk about LinkedIn jobs. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster. Create a job for free. Post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that nearly every week or did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. So there are three things that I found to be fairly surprising or that I think if you don't pay attention closely, you'll, you know, find to be very surprising. One of the first one of which you would have never known if I didn't tell you this. In one of his first conversations with ever, D'Antonio Burnett, also known as Thunder, uh, told in one of his first conversations with Devin Leary, he said, you're going to break Philip Rivers' records, bro. Phillip, uh, that came straight out of Devin Leary's mouth to me. When I asked him, uh, you know, how do you feel about hearing Philip Rivers say that you're going to rewrite the record book, which he is the the head guy in charge of. And he said, man, it's it's incredible to hear. And, you know, it's, it's again, it's in one of those things that hearing Thunder tell him uh, in one of his first conversations, you're going to break those records. When he came in as a 180-pound freshman, uh, that you know, there there wasn't he wasn't the most highly rated or highly recruited guy in the world. That is something in and of itself. And to see what Devin Leary has done, has continued to do, and we what we expect he'll do this year. Talk about calling your shots as a head strength and conditioning coach again, that you can't take your hat off enough uh for Thunder. And so that's one of those things that is just absolutely amazing to hear and of course definitely talked about how he's put on 35 pounds of muscle and gotten stronger gotten faster gotten more limber gotten more flexible and durable and so that's extremely important as well and the next thing that may surprise some people nc state was not only isaiah moore's only acc offer 
we were his only power five offer. He had the only other offers he had were from Army, Navy, Coastal Carolina, Kent State, Nevada, Old Dominion, and UTSA. Ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, this is a Virginia product. This is a Virginia product. It's not like it's from the middle of nowheresville, Idaho, where you, you can't see him, and the only way you're going to see him is if he just happens to come by your camp or something like that. No, sir. This young man came out of, you know, a, a hotbed, as in essence, of sporting talent altogether in Virginia, and he was not. He was not a, a very highly recruited guy, which in hindsight is very surprising. That is very, very surprising. You're looking at a linebacker that, again, has been described as cerebral more times over than I could imagine. I mean, it's 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 to a level that it's like, wow, this is – it's one thing to be talked about as cerebral as a Mike linebacker because that happens. That's a part of the deal. That's one of the things that you have to do to be proficient at that job. But when you go beyond that and you say, okay, this is his main trait, this is the main thing that you say when you look at this guy, that's impressive, especially for a linebacker with good size, 6'2", about 220 pounds, 215 pounds, and can move sideline to sideline, can make tackles all over the field. To think that his mind is the part that everybody talks about, rants and raves about, that is flatly impressive. And so Isaiah Moore... All the love in the world to that guy because that is it's it's amazing. And shout out to Coach Dorn and his staff for finding that diamond in a rough, for finding a guy who had no other power five offers, and you turn him into an all-conference guy. This is what I, I was talking about earlier. Player development will always be key. Always, always, because the ability to turn a guy like that. A guy who was nowhere near the um, the ESPN 300, who was nowhere near being talked about as like, oh, that's going to be an impact guy coming in. We're we're expecting, or you know, you look at that and expect great things to start. To see him doing what he's doing, the way he's doing it, is flatly impressive. Anybody who says it isn't, well, I I'd like to, I'd like for you to show me uh, how likely it is that a guy who, hey, this is my only. Uh, power five offer at whatever school goes on to become everything that that uh, Isaiah Moore has. So that's amazing as well. Another thing, all of the guys who spoke, including Dorn and all three of the players, of course, they all spoke about the magnitude that this season could have on NC State as a program going forward. Now, of course, you expect that from Doran because he's going to be here. He's going to, you know, he's if, if this, this year is great, if this year is bad, as long as nothing absolutely like ludicrous off the field happens or anything like that, he's still going to be here. So, of course, you're going to know that he is uh, very conscientious and, and very attentive to the legacy, to uh, the level, to the expectations of the program. But to see the players – uh, many or two of the three, I don't believe that Drake Thomas or um, Isaiah Moore have any uh, eligibility going forward. I think maybe Drake Thomas does. But what I do know is that those guys would not be here beyond a couple years at latest. Devin Leary included in that as well, right? Not going to be here beyond a, a couple years at latest. 
and they talk about, hey, this year could be a banner year that changes the trajectory of this program. And again, they're not shying from it. They're not shying from it. They're not running from it. They're not, oh, well, you know, we're just the old guys and we just do our best and, you know, we're going to see how things roll out. This team is conscious of what who they are. They're conscious of what is expected of them. And they're very aware of what will happen if they perform to that level of expectation. And that's essential. That's essential. I'm going to tell you something that my mother told me a long time ago, and it has long stuck with me. She said, Ken, the worst man to be in the world is the man that people expect nothing from. And as a child, I didn't understand that. As a child, I was like, how, in what world does that make sense? That sounds like a pretty cool life. Nobody expects anything. You get to have it easy. You know, it's summertime and living is easy. You, that's That sounds like a good thing. As a man, I've grown to understand. People expect something of you because you have done well in the past. And as an adult, if people don't expect anything of you, there's a problem there. As a program, if people don't expect anything out of you as a program, if people expect eight wins to be your ceiling as a program, that's a problem. That's a problem. If any year that you win over seven games is like, oh man, we're never going to see this again for another 30 years. What a great job. You're in a bad space as a program. So these guys are conscious of what this year means going forward, what this year means for resetting expectations, what this year means in terms of not only um, the, the reputation in this conference and in this state, but nationally. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. And we can all say, well, one ACC championship doesn't do it. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. No, it, one does not do it. If you were to ask most people, what is your opinion of Pitt today, right? It wouldn't be drastically different than it was a year ago. However, if Pitt were to go back to back, if they were to sustain the level of excellence that they're at the co- top of the coastal every single year, Every single year, that attitude changes. And at the end of the day, that has to start somewhere. If we're looking at terms of NC State, that has to start somewhere. Why not have it be this year? Why not? These guys are aware of it. They're leaning into it. And I'm loving to see it. We got to have a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. So there is... Um, there is a there is a few things that you know folks reached out to me with and contacted me with in terms of this could be a thing or or how would this work out uh, for NC State or the ACC in terms of teams that could be added in and uh, Bama Wolf on Twitter shout out to Bama Wolf he uh, followed or they followed me and reached out to me and uh, said the the new three ACC teams could be the academies, meaning the service academies, Army, Navy, Air Force. I think that's a very interesting thing. I think that the way in which we revere the service academies, you can't really, like nobody's going to say, oh my God, the service academies are just awful. You're not adding anything because they are actually pretty good teams, right? Like they're they're pretty good teams. I think the only team that would present a problem in that space 
would be uh, Air Force because that's a long, long, long way of travel. That's a pretty long way of travel as opposed to going right up and down the coast uh, for Navy and Army. So that's that's something to think about there. But all in all, I, I, I would be surprised to see all three of the academies come over to um, to to the ACC. The two academies that are not currently affiliated with a conference, I can see because Air Force is currently in Mountain West. But who knows? It'd be an interesting thing to see. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Y'all make this show what it is. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.